Good evening, folks. This is Michael Dolce, host of the Secrets of the Sire podcast, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. The big news that happened overnight. Oh, no. Spider-Man no more. Oh, no. Spidey's leaving the MCU. Disney and Sony can't agree. Kevin Feige has quit. It's all coming down around us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll, internet. Eric Davis of Fandango put the call out on Twitter. Multiple sources are confirming. Talk of Disney and Sony parting ways is premature. Negotiations are still ongoing. Nothing is finalized. But Mike, it's all over the internet. It's got to be true. I'm going to tell you exactly why that's happening and who stands to benefit when Hassan and I spin the racks later on in the podcast. Plus, we've got Laura Cerrone from Geek Chic Elite debating all things Thor 4, New Mutants, Deadpool, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Secrets of the Sire starts now. Secrets of the Sire. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sire Studios Digital Network. That's youtube.com slash secrets of the sire, facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, twitch.tv slash secrets of the sire, and go to secretsofthesire.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, anywhere you can download a podcast, we are on there. And finally, you can catch us on Radio Public and blogtalkradio.com. Tonight, the Sony Disney mess, and we welcome Geek Chic Elite podcaster Laura Cerrone to dissect the Thor 4 controversy and Disney poo-pooing of the new mutants. As always, I'm your host, Michael Dolce, joined by my co-host extraordinaire, who's got a case of the Wednesdays. Case of the Wednesdays, yes. Mr. Hassan Godwin, yes. how are you doing, sir? That I, it, it, this Wednesday feels like a Monday. That's, that's what my case of the Wednesdays. I like it. But, I like it a lot. All right, yeah. let's let's not even let's not even mince words. Let's get right into it. Um, Sony and Disney divorcing. Spider-Man, no more? Question uh, mark. It was reported late last night by Deadline that uh, Sony and Marvel are having. Issues here is the original exclusive Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige won't produce any further Spider-Man films because of an inability by Disney and Sony to reach new terms that would have given the former a co-financing stake going forward. A dispute has taken place over the past few months at the top of Disney and Sony has essentially nixed Feige and the future involvement of Marvel from the Spider-Man universe. Uh, sources said there are two more Spider-Man films in the works, and the studio hopes to have director John Watts and Tom Holland front and center, though Watts doesn't have a deal for the next picture, and it isn't a lock to return, and he isn't a lock to return. That isn't helped by the fact that unless something dramatic happens, Feige won't be the lead creative producer of those pictures. Uh, there's a lot of webbing here, but it all comes down to money, and it's easy to understand why both sides refuse to give ground. Disney asked that future Spider-Man films be a 50-50 co-financing agreement, uh, and there were discussions this might extend to other films in the Spider-Man universe. Sony turned that offer down flat. Sources said that Sony, led by Tom Rothman, came back with another configuration, but Disney didn't want to do that. Sony did not want to share its biggest franchise. Sure, Disney would be putting up half the funding, but the risk is in how much you're going to make back in profit. Disney wasn't at all interested in continuing the current terms where Marvel receives in the range of 5% of the first dollar gross. I have a take on this that is very Hassanian and that is to slow your roll uh, to not be so concerned right now but I want to hear what your take is before I jump into mine what's your immediate reaction to this news I, I, I think it's stupid I think it's a I think it's a power play by Sony I think you know I, I, I've been I've been reading the trades and whatnot. And I do think that Sony kind of has the upper hand because they got ownership rights of the mm -hmm. character. But look, they couldn't launch this thing on their own. Yeah. They couldn't launch. They, they did a really good job with Sam Raimi. Mm -hmm. Those, those Spider-Man movies there. And, and those movies are beloved. And then they tried and then they, 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 they railroaded Sam Raimi and then hired uh, Andrew Garfield and uh, what's his name? Webb. I forget his yeah. name. Mark Webb, I think, is his, yeah. his name. The director of the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. 
And those movies were almost universally, they did okay. They, neither of them did as well as even Spider-Man 3, which is supposedly Raimi's worst Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Worst showing in Spider-Man. Neither of the two amazing Spider-Man movies did as well as Spider-Man 3. And they, were, they, were, they weren't universally panned. I'm not going to rewrite the script. But they, were, they, they, they really had a, a, a weight on them because of how the studio went about making those movies happen. Wasn't uh, Mark Webb's fault. Wasn't um, Tom, uh, excuse me, it wasn't uh, Andrew Garfield's fault. Um, and they also tried to do these things. They, they were trying to, f- the, to, to copy the Marvel formula from the start, except they wanted to do it within the universe of Spider-Man in and of itself with the Sinister Six and the Scarlet Spider, all kinds of these little uh, 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 threads that they were trying to sew into, uh, into, the, into the, the fabric of, uh, of the films themselves. Yeah. And it, it, just, it just was a weight. Those movies could never get launched. They could <laughs> never take off. And, you know, they ended up uh, licensing the character out to Marvel. Marvel took the character to these amazing heights. So this is. The, I mean, this it, was, is... it was. It literally, Marvel has the the, and, and I will shut up. No, will, no, no, no. I promise. You, you, you Marvel make... has Marvel has the favor of the of the mob, right? Yeah. Marvel Marvel provides the bread and circuses. Yeah. People have capitulated, and 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 they follow Marvel with with devotion. Marvel is going to get the lion's share of public opinion on this situation. They've done right by the Spider-Man character. There is some complaints that they're tr- trying to turn Spider-Man into Iron Man. Um, and even I complained a little bit about the fact that Marvel doesn't seem to like um, secret identities. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, not, that's, right? Yeah, that's a, little, that's a little bit of an edge onto the Spider-Man thing. But look, those, the two Spider-Man movies, Far From Home and the previous one, uh, Homecoming, are good movies, are really yeah. good Marvel movies, Marvel Spider-Man movies, and they and they launched off. They they are they are bona fide hits. Um, Sony has a, a Venom, which did really well for it, mm-hmm. but it also has uh, the animated Spider-Man, the the Into the Spider Verse. It's it's got leverage when it comes to time, when it comes it to it. it right? Spider Verse is a great movie, great yeah. movie, one of my favorite movies, great Spider-Man movie, but it didn't. It didn't kill at the box office, so yeah, where? Huh? Oh yeah, it did. It didn't. It it wasn't. Oh, it, yeah, wasn't no, a, it, it, it wasn't a, a runaway monster hit. Like it wasn't a billion dollars. I get no. that, but it was. It, I mean, it was an animated it, movie. It, it, it made exceeded animated. all expectations. It exceeded all expectations. But what I'm saying is that that Sony has bragging rights to the character. Yeah, they have ownership rights to the character. But they financially, they you know they 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 show up to the party kind of empty-handed. Yeah. So I don't know why you know I mean it's the egos that's doing this whole thing. And I mean look, Feige does not need Spider-Man. He doesn't. They, that's they, his favorite character, apparently. It's his favorite. He he likes the character. It's it's his favorite character. He's he's worked it in well into the MCU. But Sony's pulling this move. Before we, before Marvel has lodged Spider-Man in as an essential component of Phase Four, but I wonder. See, that's that's the whole thing, though, right? I, just from reading the article, and and look, I'm trying to really parse everything before I give you my a hundred percent. Yeah, I know. That's um, what I'm I'm, I'm because, mouthing off now before you. This is this is well, no, this is, uh, you know, I, I read this morning on Twitter from. Um, uh, one of the Fandango editors, he says, sources confirm that they're still negotiating. Like, this is not a done deal. Uh, the, de- the deadline article was updated at 8.55 last night, Pacific time, so that's around midnight. You know, the yeah. Twitter um, you know, feed that I saw said, hey, this is not a done deal. Mm-hmm. So really what it comes down to, in my mind, is this is a power play by Marvel. In order, they, You know, how does this stuff get, get leaked out? Do you know what I mean? Like, this gets leaked out. Sony didn't leak it out. In fact, Sony released a statement after the Deadline article came out. This is, a, this is a move by Marvel and Kevin Feige. This is like, again, for sports people, this makes total sense. But for non-sports fans, you know, when you want to put pressure on a free agent you're supposed to sign or one of your own that you're trying to give to an extension to or they're holding out or whatever the case is, you leak stuff to the media. You put yeah, pressure on them. That they're causing trouble. That they're upsetting the Apple car. Right, right. And so this report to me... And look, I will not stake my reputation because it's already 
I have no reputation, no. so it's great. Uh, <laughs> this to me, my reputation is linked to yours, so don't mess with yours. Gotcha, okay. Gotcha. This yeah. this report to me is not a oh my god. You know, are they not going to be able to reference Tony Stark ever again? What are they going to do with that cliffhanger ending? Are they going to lose a director? Which all could happen. Look, this could all ultimately sure. happen. Could go bad. Could I go look wrong. at this report as, okay, Sony, you don't want to, you don't want to bow to the almighty mouse. Well, then we're going to throw this out here that you're causing problems in the, in the yeah. negotiations. So here's here's the updated deadline article as well too. Sony Pictures spent much of yesterday trying to spin deadline about the prospective loss of Kevin Feige. So again, this is a power play back and forth. Yeah, uh, yeah. First, the studio downplayed the idea he might be leaving. Uh, then they pinned his exit on his added responsibilities from Fox, uh, from the Fox acquisition. Uh, all this reflected as factors in deadlines break of an important and widely regurgitated story. But sources maintain Feige's exit was about the money. It was about Disney seeking the 50-50 co-fi stake as the price for Marvel and Feige's continued guiding hand that resulted in delivering Sony's biggest grossing film ever. So on the one end, Disney's like, hey, we did what we said we were going to do. We've saved Spider-Man for you. Spider-Man's now the biggest thing since Avengers Endgame. It's a better movie, too. And <laughs> we want to get a co... We, we, want, we want this, instead of being $5, you know, 5% on the dollar, we want to get 50-50. And Sony's like, uh, last I checked, we own everything. Uh, we delivered Venom, which was a huge hit. We yeah. delivered Spider-Verse, which was a huge hit. Mm, no. Disney goes, okay, we're going to leak this to deadline. Sony's not playing ball. Kevin Feige's out. John Watts, who may or may not, to, you know, here's the thing. There is an open question whether the next two films, which Sony is planning to do, will include John Watts, the director of the first two films. Uh, it does have Tom Holland signed. He's the only one that is officially signed. Yeah, from he's all the stuck. He's that stuck. I got. Right. And did you, you know, see again, his tweet? I, I didn't see his tweet. What was his tweet specifically? I think Marvel tweeted something like uh, Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, and then it said underneath, you know, what's the title of the third one? And Tom Holland tweeted Spider-Man Homeless. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, you know, it's not uh, it's not a hundred percent unsure. No, it's not. It's not. And I mean, he's stuck. The poor kid. He's stuck doing it. Um, he's he's a it's he's a unique um factor into all of it because listen, it is um is well known that Tobey Maguire is a lot of people's favorite Spider Man, sure. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Andrew Garfield got a lot of heat. Because he wasn't Tobey Maguire. Yeah. I didn't mind Andrew Garfield. I liked him. I didn't like his Peter Parker. I liked his Spider Man. Yeah. I didn't dislike his Peter Parker. I just it was just different. It was a yeah. little too different. And it, but it wasn't his fault at all. It wasn't anything he did. His movies, his acting was fine. His movies are good. Mm -hmm. um, so they 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 put in Tom Holland. And Tom, and I, and I and I from what I understand, it wasn't Tom Holland is not Marvel's pick. Marvel did not pick Tom Holland. I think Sony picked Tom Holland. Interesting. Okay. okay. Don't 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 uh, don't uh, quote me quote on that. that. Yeah, I won't quote I won't. you on that. That's interesting. I mean, it's amazing now. I mean, the aftermath now is he's everyone's Spider-Man right now. Yes. Now, what's what's unique and ironic about him is that Tom Holland comes in in this in this kind of role that is contentious. Yeah. And he and he pretty much lands it for everybody, right? Yeah. He, he captures yeah. everybody. So, so there's no ill will for the from the Tobey Maguire fans. There's you know they you know no they're still embracing Holland without needing to mock um, um, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. So it was like an easy transition. It was an easy fit. Yeah. So there's so this Spider Man this this particular iteration of the franchise got everything going for it. Yeah. Except these monster studios just, you know, just getting greedy. And it, of course, Kevin Feige, I'm going to say something bad about the man. So, <laughs> you know, send your, send your angry letters to, um, to, to, uh, Secrets of the Side. 151 Wells of Avenue. Um, but, uh, that's who, that's who, oh, I like, oh. I'm not <laughs> even, even going to say what reference that is. Yeah, exactly. Let's send it there. You, uh, <laughs> someone gets a no prize if they figure out what that means. Yeah, exactly. Send all your angry letters there. Um, but uh, Kevin Feige and, and uh, who's who's the main guy at uh, at Sony who is also fighting? Uh, it said uh, Tom. I can get you the exact name. 
in a second because it's there, but I can't find it. Keep going. Oh, Tom Rothman. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, Tim, Tim, what's his name? Tom Rothman. Tom Rothman. Okay. So it's the... Tony Vincicchiera. They're the the politicians in, in, uh, in the War Pigs song, right? You know, they, they, neither of them, neither of them fight the wars. They don't, they yeah. didn't start the war. They, you know, they, they didn't, they, they started the war. Neither of them fight the wars. Neither of them are, you know, combatants. Neither, neither of them are the creative uh, components behind it. And there are the ones who are arguing over how much money each of them is going to get. Yeah. And while everybody else is on the field trying to figure out whether they're going to have a job or not, you know, where yeah. they're going to eat their lunch or whether they're going to be able yeah. to feed their families. This is this is kind of an ugly situation, and neither of them is going to come out of it clean. Well, you know? I think at the end of the day, people will invariably forget all this even happened if what I predict is going to happen. Uh, Go ahead. What's there, it? There you didn't is, really even give your take on it, did you? Well, I did. I said this is this is all a power play. This report. This oh, yeah. Okay. So it's a sports is, thing. You just don't listen to me. Uh, no, I, I did listen. I didn't realize <laughs> my point, my point is, is was, that, the, was, the, was the actual point of view. Though. Yeah, I, is I, that everyone's kind of freaking out, and I'm sitting here saying, we still got another year and a half before, or another year before they would even start filming another film. Yeah, Spider-Man's not even going to be in the next few Marvel movies. Exactly. So, I mean, they have a long time to fix this. A- exactly. And it even says it in, and we'll, we'll leave it on this note, because we've got a jam-packed show today. Yeah, it's going to be a big Ironically, show. I jam-packed... I'm going to you know, switch the lighting in here also. because I, sh- I jam-packed topics because we had nothing going on. So uh-huh, we have uh-huh. a jam-packed show to get through, and I, I want to get to a lot of the cool and things. And all this explodes coming here as well too but uh this is what the statement from sony is much of today's news about spider-man has mischaracterized recent discussions about kevin feige's involvement in the franchise we are disappointed but respect disney's decision not to have him continue as lead producer we hope this might change in the future and they're saying he's not lead producer of the spider-man movies yes right okay so yeah like nobody none none of the marvel fans are losing anything from the mcu they well, technically speaking, he would pull them from the MCU. He can do that. Then, is that if if he does not continue on, there's no deal between there's no deal between Disney and Marvel. There's no deal between Disney and Marvel. There's no Spider-Man in the MCU. Disney and Marvel. You mean? I mean, sorry, Sony, yeah, and Sony, Sony and Marvel. Yeah, Sony. And okay, Disney. so yeah, but I'm saying uh, this is a, this is another thing. You're saying stay calm. I'm saying I'm saying it's a bad move. Even if you have, even if you have ownership rights. Mm-hmm. Even if you have the principle of it, you do not have the lion's share of this situation. You're going to lose public opinion. I, I guarantee you they're going to lose it. They're losing it already, but, and that's my point. That's why I think Marvel leaked this to begin with. Right. They're going to lose public opinion. They're going to lose their financial backing because there's the next Marvel, the next Spider-Man movie, the next Sony Spider-Man movie without Marvel is not going to make a billion dollars. It is not. Yeah. I will put my reputation on the line to say it won't. And yeah. I, I only use, use past performance as a template because even even uh venom didn't make a mil- a billion dollars it was close right 800 890 million but it didn't make the billion dollar sweep right meanwhile spider-man uh far from home coasted way past it you know yeah. coasted very evenly into it they're gonna lose that they don't have the lion's share mcu could pick up its game and keep moving right yeah. to use your mm-hmm. your sports analogy they, they they play another away game you know, with the bulk of the team, they yeah. don't need the free agent, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it would be nice if he was there, but they don't need him. And that's the, that's the shame about it. This power play is, is well, it, I, I just think it's right morally now, right. It's, 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 it's inconveniently just, timed and it's, and it's going to get them. Well, it's conveniently timed because we have nothing else to talk about, but it is well, for us basically being played out in the public right now. These are just negotiations. These things, these, you know, you, you probably have a billion of these yeah. type of things going on that don't get played out in the public. Right. That's, that's my ultimate prediction though. I think, I think ultimately uh, we are going to see. I'm, I'm very sorry to say, I agree with you. I think an it, amazing, it's going to work itself out. Spectacular turnaround. All right. <laughs> When we come back, the Thor 4 controversy. I may fix the lights. Geek Sheet Elite <laughs> podcaster Laura Sarone. When we come back.
joined by Laura Cerrone from the Geek Chic Elite podcast. Laura, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing pretty well. It's kind of stifling hot here in New York, so I'm trying not to melt. But, you know, that's just how we have to roll for this time. It is stifling hot. And uh, I have been drinking lots of water. And this past week, spilled water all over my laptop keyboard. Oh. Turns out the S key, very important. Can't, can't do work without the S key. It's yeah, the you only can't. key that doesn't work. You'll find that happens with a, pretty much most of your letter keys that you, know, that you think, well, how many times do I use an R? And you find out quite a few words in the English language that, that require an R. <laughs> you could just replace all the S's with Z's. <laughs> yeah, you could. Like, you could. And you could claim you're doing it because it's a style, right? You, it's retro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so cool. uh, caps lock. You can do. You can work with caps lock. Uh, mm. Apple key, man key. They have another one on the other side of the, of the keyboard. Totally fine. S, no escape. Yeah, no. there's no way. You're screwed. No escape. Yeah. But you we can't are even here. spell screwed because you don't have an S. Especially when all your logins start with Sire. Really, really hard. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad, dude. Just I, just, I just realized that. That's pretty that's, that's messed up. So we're going to dive in over the next couple of weeks. And one of the things that we are talking about today, and, and I, I strategically, yeah, I, that's right. Oh, I made that boy. word up. Oh, man. What was that? I, no, I made that up purposely. The Will, come on. Uh, okay, I hope so. Will you you kind of have to say that to save face, though. So. <laughs> just... No? Will Ferrell, Saturday Night Live? Is that my showing my age at this point? <laughs> Please. Strategically, strategically. Oh, there, see, I'll, I'll get, I'll be, there, Hassan. I will use proper grammar. What you need to do is keep repeating the joke when it doesn't land the first time. That, 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 is, that is also a staple that works. <laughs> All right. 65% okay. of the time. Every 65%. <laughs> Fair enough. I strategically invited Laura on the show nice. tonight to talk about female thor now to give you some context yes her name is thor i get oh, why because she's a woman Ugh, so we yeah no, i thought it was i thought it'd be actually very nice of us to include a female voice as opposed to just simply talking was well, as opposed to the two two guys talking about the merits of of having a female representation in Correct. our pop culture come Correct. on we could have covered that. Let me stay. Let me put a little background to this discussion first. No uh, David Rosenberg, friend of mine, friend of the show, uh, called me out a couple weeks ago because we did talk about all the announcements in San Diego, and I did mention uh, she is playing female Thor. And of course, I got a, a woke, uh, uh, stern talking to from David via <laughs> line that it's not female Thor; it's just Thor. And then Hassan actually corrected me and just said it was Thor. Yes, I understand she is playing Thor. However, I think it's allowed in the context of when we're describing these characters to delineate that she is playing a female version of Thor because Thor is typically a male version. Laura, I throw this out to you. Is that allowed? Um, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm like, first reference just so it helps set the stage mm -hmm. i've heard a lot of people also just refer to re, refer to her as like the mighty thor um because that's often right. like how it's thrown around in her uh comic mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm pretty cool with it it doesn't have to like be i think it's a little it kills it if you say it each time you're mentioned the character though i agree Female Thor or the Mighty Thor? Which which one kills it? Female Thor. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. So if I, st if I spent the rest of this segment talking about female Thor, unless it is, of course, giving a backdrop of historical purposes, then yes, I think it would absolutely kill it because there's, there's no need to do it. But there is, a, there is, I think, a need the first time around, in my mind, to say... Did they describe uh, Beta Ray Bill as Donkey Thor? You know, I mean. <laughs> oh, they call him. They call him Beta Ray Bill. I would also accept Jane. Yeah, because he had his own name. Yeah, like I would accept Jane Foster Thor, as well too, because well, I think yeah, that, that works too for that works. describing it. Yes. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't use that though. That's well, that's where the problem Thor, came from. I used female Thor to 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 uh, announce that she would be playing. I think if you called her Jane Foster Thor. Mm -hmm. People would automatically correlate that she was a female. She was the woman. Yes, no, I think it would accurately <laughs> represent it. And it would you not talk her, down. 
You could just change your last name to Fostor. Oh, oh, look at that. Just, oh, just wow. smack it together. <laughs> you are way too clever for this show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> look how slow we are. We're like, what? We're like, what? That, oh, <laughs> I was, I was, was like, <laughs> I slept on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, apparently we are not the only ones having a microcosmic discussion about the use of female Thor. Uh, I found two articles. Stop doing that. What? Stop doing what? Oh, I did. Okay, right. Well, no, but I, <laughs> It's in context. Laura didn't correct me, so it's okay. Oh, so, okay. (laughs) I'm not even going to address that one. Just keep going. We have two articles about Jane Foster Thor, both written by women, both of two different viewpoints that I thought I want to get your guys' take on, and I want to see what you think. Um, You want the... And Whatever your position is, I'm going to disagree with you. Let's just let's just clear that out before we even start. But... Yeah, it usually. Anyways, it's okay. It's good for the show. All right. This is from the Independent. Okay, and this is the this is I am now. I'm going to use the word female Thor again because I am literally quoting the title of the article. I'm going to give that. I'm going to give a little context for that as well too. All right, all right. This, this time you're you're exonerated from it. This time. The article <laughs> title is "Now that we've got a female Thor, let's topple <gasps> every pale male and stale superhero we can." Feeling hmm. a few spots from original characters at the front of the box office race is not only positive but absolutely necessary if underrepresented actors are to have a fighting chance. This is from Katie Roberts. She is a playwright out in England. Uh, the article starts, superhero movies are important. It's not just opinion, it's true. Avengers Endgame topped the box office all-time, raking in $2.79 billion and watched by millions. Superpowers gets bums on seats and sneaking in social justice messages under the radar is a tried and tested way of speaking to the masses. These stories have always been about underdogs proving their worth. And the recent wave of heroes who truly reflect those traits is one we should cheer as it builds into a tsunami. I'm going to just pluck one more sentence instead of reading the entire article that I thought Mm -hmm. was actually very interesting. Original characters, and this is the one I really want to talk about, original characters, even the ones created by behemoths like Marvel or DC, have nothing like the traction of old favorites, meaning when people complain about why don't they make their own characters in terms of female people of color, LGBT, uh, you're starting the race second before the big boys cross the finish line. Stealing a few of their spots at the front is not only positive, but absolutely necessary. Okay, so hmm. that's, I'm going to pluck that from the, I'm gonna let, that, we'll let that digest for a second. I'm going to give you the, uh, the, op, the oppo- unless, unless Asan, you want to jump in? Do you no, I said let's, we'll let that sink in. Let that, let that this was a, that marinate a little bit. This was a very, it was a very controversial article. A lot of people actually were talking about it because it's a very strong message. Yeah, I can imagine it's controversial. I can imagine what that uh, comment section looks like. The end of the article actually ste- ends with, we're stepping out of the shadows, and if we can step on our male predecessors along the way, all the better. Okay, that's how it ends. <laughs> that's, a bold, that's a bold statement. That's a little a bit. A little bit. <laughs> now... On the opposite end, this is from Jiva Lang. Uh, again, two female writers wanted to point that out. I can say female writers, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, of course. You want to do that? <laughs> women, women writers. Women. Oh, all right, women writers, yes. Okay. Oh, no, no. no that's, not woke. that's not woke enough, Hassan. Come on. All right. The problem with Lady Thor and female James Bond. When the noxious fanboys who howl about movies being too PC and woke inevitably revved up after the recent announcements of a female Thor, again, quoting the article, and a potential female 007, I did what I always do. I roll my eyes. Um, There will always be an element of toxic fandom that will whine about the dreaded womanliness being foisted upon their beloved male heroes. But on another level, I found myself agreeing, not that these movies are too woke, but that perhaps it would be best if they didn't exist at all. Just as it's important to call out the backwards fans who don't want to see any leading women on screen, it's also important to call out the self-congratulatory pander that fuels many studios' gender swap projects, too. Rather than invest in new stories about women, Marvel's Thor, Love and Thunder, and a forthcoming Bond film appear to cautiously tie new female-fronted stories to already established male-led stories. It's a decision that makes the gender swap element of the plots not only cowardly, but insultingly lazy. Now, that would be the, other, the opposite side. Hassan, oh, you've boy. let that marinate now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
where the, where it's on a slow boil. The stew is on a slow boil. I'm going to go with Hassan first. So Hassan, Hassan will set the table here and set the tone yeah. for the entire discussion. No. Stop with the food analogies. <laughs> true, actually. I'm actually hungry lately. I can't. I can't yeah, talk. a little bit. Um, this, this is interesting because it gives two sides to the argument, right? Like these the are argument in and of itself have merit. The problem with both articles is the tone of the author. Mm -hmm. And uh, the tone of the author, unfortunately, colors the entire, colors the topic. Right. So that you can't really have a discussion without like, you know, because I kind of agree with both of them. Right. I actually don't agree with the tone of either one. Yeah. You know, I don't think you got to destroy male characters in order to, to exalt female characters or, characters of color or whatever you want to call them whatever the, right i don't think i don't think say that huh figures a man would say that see because you want me to answer the question or not what's up with that <laughs> shut up so anyway <laughs> um but um i do agree with the the notion that uh I, you know original Characters, original new characters, original new uh, uh, characters of uh, of the female persuasion, or original new characters of the you know the other, the the minority, uh, you know, mm-hmm. colored people or whatever you want to. Call. I could do that. See, I can say colored people. You're anyway, which is why both of us are on this show is so that you, they're giving you cover to be able to cover this. this <laughs> For the anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, but. Um, it's true that uh, you know new characters don't get any traction, so you're not going to be able to make. You know, I mean, everything now is a billion dollar industry, right? The comic books yeah. are, are supposedly the templates for, a, you know, eventually what's going to become a billion dollar uh, franchise in the future, right? That's that's the 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 supposed new business model of what comic books are for, because comic books aren't. You know, they're not in. They're not at the top of the industry at all. They're they're used as a, um, as continuity, um, you know, content pr- provision for these movies and uh, television shows and you know, and larger you know, higher art or whatever you want to call it. So you know, you come up with a character who is you know who is a woman and you know I don't know what her superpower is like you know, dealing with dudes all day, you know, and, and going to work and not someone whatever the whatever the <laughs> character's power is, it's not gonna catch on like say a you know, a woman version of Thor, you know, which is gonna capture the controversy, which is gonna capture, you know, a a lot of uh a lot of female fans who wanted to who want a female Thor. And then it's going to capture the the ire of a lot of you know male fans who who want their old Thor back. And then it's going to you know it's going to capture the outrage of the people in the middle who don't mind a male Thor or a female Thor, and they just hate the toxicity that's going on. That's being... <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's you know the controversy. If you were a marketing person, which one would you choose? The new right. character that's probably not going to get any attention. Or this incendiary idea that you have, on the other hand, that's going to explode, and you're going to get all the traction, and you're going to get tweets, and you're going to get news broadcasts, and you're going to get everybody talking about it, and you're going to have you start a culture war. You know, a lot of people die. There's destructions. Buildings are on fire. Dogs and cats living together. That kind of stuff. And that marketing-wise, from a from a you know from a I've got the attention that I want which is going to lead to money, which is going to lead to me getting a corner office. That is exactly <laughs> what a marketing expert is, is going to choose. And that's why we are stuck with this stuff. Laura, from a, from a writing point of view, do you find, uh, because you write articles as well too, or, or mm-hmm. at least you're part of, you know, writing an article this way immediately catches people's attention and immediately puts people in this divisive position. Uh, of of either for and against. I mean, is this something you're conscious consciously aware of when you're writing your own articles about these kind of topics? It does because you get into the territory of like baiting people to have a strong reaction, and I think that kind of fuels the flame on like either either side of of a reaction. So, I mean, when I write, I try not to like title it with something too like, "Oh, you're gonna be so angry about this piece of news," like that kind <laughs> of thing. Um, but 
I think from even just a storytelling perspective with what Marvel's looking to do in the future with, you know, the new Disney platform and stuff, there and the multiverse is now open up, there is room for every story to fit in the universe. Which is kind of kind of it could be a double edged sword. It could be too big or it could be not big enough if they only do like selective things. That's a good point though too. And the funny thing for me uh, as as a as a writer myself, I don't mind like when it comes down to like having uh, Jane Foster Thor because it was kind of a story that was tested in the comics. It was not just like a mm-hmm. you know a flash in the pan kind of story. Uh, there is precedent for it when Thor became Beta Ray Bill in the comics, and Beta Ray Bill mm-hmm. was an alien creature for anybody who's not aware. Uh, you know who uh, you know now the argument would be that he got his own hammer. It wasn't uh, you know. It was- <laughs> Uh, Stormbringer. Yeah, yeah, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, right, which is what they ended up using in the uh, in, in Endgame and, and in Infinity War. Uh, and so just, and they just knocked Beta Ray Bill out, right? Yes. Because because donkey alien lives don't matter, right? Exactly. So they just X him out. He doesn't even get it. Representation, you know. Nobody's upset about that though. A L D A M. Nobody's mad. That's it. D A L D M. Bad stuff, but no, but so they there to me there was always precedent for this. So even if they're going back and retconning, and it's interesting because we're going to talk about House of X uh, a little bit later, which is a new comic book series that's that's kind of relaunching the X series and how it's going to have impacts on the Marvel universe uh, and the MCU. It's one thing when you retcon something to gender swap or to race swap or to, like Hassan said, to trigger a reaction uh, versus. I mean, I guess everything triggers a reaction, right? I mean, I guess in some way, shape, or form, that's that's you know the whole purpose of retconning something. See the word yeah. trigger. That's entertainment, trigger. right? But if it has precedent to it, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think I think that's what makes it so interesting. But to, then to say we have to do this, that's where I draw the line because I sit there and say, as a creative person, you know, I just read this as saying, well, what? It's just it's too hard to create something new. You know, for anybody who might be you know cheering on the 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 sorry the because uh, we don't know who she is yet the female 007 i guess there's nothing else we can is there anything else we can call her mm-hmm. i don't know am I, am I right on this we, she's 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 a woman character who's going to have the number of 007 she's yeah be, that's a lot to say though is there she's something not going to be a female james bond she's no she's not the, uh, the actor's name and we've already yeah i don't even know and we've already had women mi6 agents in the series mm-hmm. so it's not even it, it's really not even a controversy it shouldn't even be something unprecedented no all right that has precedent but i'm saying to to be up in arms about this you know did all these people go out and watch atomic blonde not really even though that really is a new character that would be likened to what james bond was as a, with a male leading character you know are people out there actually Okay, well, these new hold things. on a second. Reverse it, though. Reverse it. You're the one, you're trying to sell something, right? You don't really have a, you're not particularly a creator, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's lie and say that you're not a creative <laughs> type. I'm complimenting him, Say actually. how you really feel. <laughs> no, I'm saying let's lie and say that you're just a, you're just a numbers guy. You're not, right. a, you're not a creative person. You don't have any stake in whatever you're trying to sell. Right. Right? And then uh, someone comes along, you have an idea, your company, whatever, tries to sponsor this idea that doesn't catch any traction, doesn't do anything, right? Marketing-wise, don't you now, for the sake of revenue, have to go for the, the, the choice that actually will get the attention that you need so that you can start bringing some money in and bringing attention in? Doesn't that have to happen? Oh, uh, you, you have to market your stuff, yes. Without, no, no, you understand question. what I'm saying. If you have the choice between the two, and you tried one, and that one doesn't work, don't you have to do the other thing, or you do, or you're not, you're not looking out for the best interests of your company? Oh, you're saying I'm an executive. Hmm. I'm not man on the street. I just said that like twice. No, 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 no. I thought you meant I was man on the street. And no, I said you're 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 not a creative person. You're a numbers guy. You're working. You oh, you gotcha. got a company. You're trying to you're trying to launch a brand. Right. 
someone comes along, you want to, you know, the first idea someone sells you on is something completely original and unique. And you're like, yeah, I'll be the first person out there with this idea. Boom, you know? And that idea does not catch anything. So you've wasted $50, $50 million on the first idea that didn't do anything. This is the funny part about your argument. I actually agree with your argument. I agree with what you're saying. However, that is a very capitalistic um, point of view. Which well, we're capitalists. Not, which is not what typically... Uh, which is not the typical point of view that you would come to. I agree 100%. Me I mean, personally? Yeah, yeah. You're a, you're a business. You've got to actually make money. I'm only, I only say this in response to <laughs> your statement of you don't like that they say that they have to do this as opposed to they want to do it or that it's just something that's interesting. I think, I think on a creative level, I think, I think there is um, – because uh, I'm going to butcher his name uh, – Who's the director of Thor? Wakiti? Wakiti. Oh, I got it right. I got it right. Okay. Wakiti. Yay. Uh, I think he actually, because he was saying he was reading Don't encourage Aaron's him. run, <laughs> and he was very inspired by it. So I think creatively he wants to do this. I think, there, I think, that's, the, I think that's the part where the marketing- You know what I'm saying, though? You, you, don't, you don't seem to- no, you're, I, don't you're saying, I don't disagree but, with what you're saying. No, yeah. Your statement is you don't like- We're just, just addressing- your wording mm-hmm. of the, of the one, one particular problem you had. You said one of the things you don't like is when they say they have to do it as opposed to they want to do it. Or, you know, because you're yeah, saying... You're, you don't, ask, you're, you're saying to take out the creative side. I mean, the whole, my whole argument is from a creative side. I think when I know. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm, it's, it's, I'm having trouble parsing what you're saying because it's very difficult for me as a creative person to... I like I like pure I like when you have a purity of concept in terms mm. of nothing is you know you sit there and go this would be a really cool idea if we did this not you know there's a really cool marketing angle like uh, J- uh actually uh Jiva in her uh, in her article actually kind of talks about this a little bit too she says films that set themselves out to be billed as introducing the female 007 or lady thor inherently make the female part of the equation a gimmick there's a persuasive, a pervasive sense of temporary loaning out the male role to the actress in yeah, question. Yeah. As a and, I, and, and she's absolutely correct. And it is true. And it is disgusting. However, it's the way we do business. We sensationalize everything. It's not like we celebrate art in this society. It's not like we go, okay, like something, something artistic that gets through that becomes some a movie that's completely like an independent film or something like that that blows up that you know I don't know let's let's use one of those catchphrases like you know captures those like geist of you know whatever our modern <laughs> those movies get celebrated because yeah. they're flukes but mostly every and in every movie that comes out that's supposed to be a blockbuster that doesn't like say like um like uh what's his name Hobbs and Shaw this movie now yeah. that's it's supposed to. It was supposed to explode, and it's taking its a sweet long time yeah. to you know to, to catch traction. People are like, well, this is a failure. Now it made a lot of money, but it was just you know it was it was literally a spectacle. It was built. It was it was built on the basis of being a spectacle. It was built on it's going to be this is another franchise monster going to make two billion dollars. It's going to be big. It's got the rock in it. It's got a. Jason Statham is going to, you know, it's going to catapult them to either further heights, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Doesn't do as great as everybody wanted it to do. So now it's a failure, even though by most, you know, the, by most standards, most industry standards, the movie is a huge hit, but it doesn't, it didn't, it didn't go to the projected heights. It's not a piece of art. That movie was, was literally designed to explode the way they wanted it to explode. It's got all this. And then the look at the marketing scheme behind it, the millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, excuse me, they spent behind marketing the movie so that it would explode. We don't really have. There's an art to schlock too, though. I mean, there's an art. There's an but art. We don't, we don't celebrate art. I mean, I understand. I get what you're saying. This, this, I'm trying to spice up the show because mostly I agree with everything <laughs> And I don't want whatever so we you're agree. Actually, you're actually falling into the exact trap that you're. That <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, look, yeah, because because cause marketing wise, we're not supposed to agree. And How about no. this, Hassan? You're stupid, Laura. Oh yeah, well, no, you're dumber than <laughs> you're dumber than everybody. 
Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I understand it. I understand your point, but we never do things that way. Everything is always a sensationalism, you know, a, 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 a huge headline, clickbait, everything. Even our news is sensationalized to get people's attention. Nothing so, we do is artistically poignant by any stretch of the imagination. So a female James Bond, or excuse me, a female 007, of course they're going to market it like that. There is a difference, though between the way people react to some of this marketing stuff. Some people react to marketing really well, and then that's considered a success, like the, the Hobbs and Shaw marketing. You know, no one's saying, oh, geez, you know, it's like all oh, this male testosterone. Like, why do we have to see another male movie? A movie about, you know, you know more male protagonists according running around shooting guns. <laughs> huh? According from the writer of The Independent, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, well. KT Roberts, she she hates it. Yeah, she's. We're not. We're not talking about her. Ironically, ironically, here's the funny. We thing. we already her we already entire, discussed her, her tone. Article, her entire article though, because if you read the whole thing, is actually plugging her superhero play. Well, then well, there you go. Yeah, which I thought was actually pretty brilliant. And she's, so that's a. So the, her entire article is another marketing ploy. Yeah. You know, so it's like nobody's pure. You know, there's no such thing as purity. It all depends on what captures people's um, uh, outrage. So, Laura, Laura, let me throw this out to mm-hmm. you as we wrap up our uh, as we wrap up this. Uh, yeah. A year from now, or I guess what's it, December twenty twenty? It's coming out. I think the end of the year next year. Um, they start filming it in in March. So oh, okay. Probably so. maybe so maybe twenty early twenty twenty one. I would think. Okay, two years from now, are we even having the discussion of this female Thor controversy? Uh, it's always going to be there, unfortunately. Um, that's, that's what I think. I think people need to go in for a story and not go in with a preconceived kind of bias based on something. You hippie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you, if you boil down any, there's, you know, if you read like Joseph Campbell's work, it's like, you know, there's 13 stories, 13 original story ideas and that's it. Mm -hmm. So everything, everything we ingest is, you know, a copy of itself, always. Right. Um, some with so some variation of something we've seen before. Yeah, and and the other part is like, you know, I grew up, you know, I would, you know, dress up as like male characters because that was like, you know, my hero, and it's nice to see it kind of being reflected back to you at some point too, where it's like, you know, I look at like the the girls at Comic Con who dress up as Thor, and I'm like, they're freaking acing it, and it's just like more of that. Can I say badass? <laughs> yeah, you can do. That's fine. More of that, like you know, it's I. I at the end of the day, I just want a good story, and I think I think if Taika Waititi, he's brilliant, um, he'll pull it off. I, I think it's just brilliant. You can pronounce his name very well, like you do. I just <laughs> everything. All right. I, I think I think the trick is <laughs> before we go. I think the trick is that your your whatever your story is, I mean, the, the definition of the good story is that your story has to outshine the gimmick. You know, yeah. so basically, um, Battle Angel Alita like, or Alita Battle Angel didn't really outshine the gimmick that it was based off, and that's why it mm-hmm. kind of go where it was supposed to because it was really predicated on, oh, it's a girl, she's got superpowers, and you know, and we got really good CG. Uh, how about <laughs> it? Come, sit down and watch. And it really, if it was a story that kind of outshined the gimmick around it, mm-hmm. it'd be it, it'd be a two billion dollar movie right now. So. Yeah, I th- I think that's why, uh, in my opinion, like Guardians of the Galaxy was so successful, and like uh-huh. Suicide Squad just did not cut the bill for me. Mm. Really? No. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, that, that's an outrageous. <laughs> <thing. laughs> yeah. Oh, controversial. I build the team. <laughs> comment in the comments field. Uh, we are shooting comments right back. Unbelievable. Someone didn't like Suicide Squad. It's unbelievable. Uh, You're off the show, man. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to spotlight Laura a little bit more. And she has a hot take of the, the it's the hottest of hot takes I've ever got yeah. in the four, in the, in the three and a half plus three plus years we've been doing this show. When sure.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. As I mentioned, we have special guest Laura Cerrone uh, from the GCE podcast and Geek Chic Elite website. Uh, Laura, besides doing this podcast, you you are like an, uh, you're a jack of all trades. What other stuff you got going on here? Oh God, what what do I have going on here? Um, your editor, your writer, what... your podcaster. You're doing all these. Oh. things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so like I'm so accustomed to it. So I don't even realize what I'm doing yet. I just I guess I'm like sleeping half the time when I work, <laughs> so <laughs> it just comes out of me. I guess. Um, yeah, you you kind of hit the nail. I I do a lot of writing. I'm a for my full time job. I'm in publishing, and then I also do the GCE. I'm freelance and filling any hour of my day with something to do with writing, reading, playing video games, just, you know, enjoying every moment. What, what's, the, what's the game on the console right now? <laughs> uh, it's still Breath of the Wild. <laughs> okay. You know, the funny thing is... I can't uh, let go. I can't let go. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there uh, feel the exact same way. Uh, my, my gaming exploits ended, uh, like, after Sony PlayStation. Like I was done. Final Fantasy VII. Oh. I actually, no, I got to nine. I got to nine, and then and then at that point, it just I don't know what it was. I like I still play my eight bit Nintendo. I think that's that's as best as I got for game. <laughs> as long as it makes me happy. It's true. It does. It does. It does. By the way, it got got an Atari for Christmas. Great gift. Atari was really bad. Just not good. <laughs> Space Invaders. That's all we got. My son and I play that. That's about. That's all we got out of that. All right. You have one of the hottest takes I've ever gotten. Uh, just a, a little lift the curtain. We like to give our guests uh, fill out a, a very brief survey to just you know help us steer the conversation. A little bit. <laughs> and she wrote got a hot. I wrote got a hot take, and her response was, and Hassan, you're gonna love it. Marvel Agents of Shield is one of the best comic book TV shows of all time. Hassan, <laughs> your reaction to that statement. <laughs> I didn't say it's the best. I said it's one of the best. Oh, <laughs> oh you didn't say female Thor. You just said mighty Thor. No, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> My response to that is if you say so. I'm going <laughs> to defend her on this. Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of those shows that, like many Whedon-led shows, needed to find its... Oh, no, 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 no. Right. Needed Sorry. to find its footing before kind of going because off. Up to that, it, up that until it, then, it sucked, right? <laughs> no, it, it's always uneven. Like Angel, like the first season of Angel to me is one of those shows that are like, it wanted to be something and then by midway, it completely reinvented itself and led mm -hmm. it to the second season. And the second season from then on, I thought Angel from seasons two to five were even better than Buffy at, at certain After points. Season four. season four is terrible. Okay. Season four is amazing. another day. Totally agree with you. Season it's four is amazingly Look, bad. We got nothing to talk about. I will talk about that next week. <laughs> is actually one of the best seasons. Three is probably their best. Four is is oh, no sir is no, amazing. We, oh, good we're Lord. not going. We are not going on that vacation together. <laughs> that is not happening. <laughs> um, um, Agents of Shield is a uh, you know I never really got past. But like season one, I got past season one. I didn't get really past into too deeply into season two, and I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't really do it. But it got cool. Yeah. It did it. It actually. I bet it did. By the middle of season one, <laughs> they started, they started getting their footing, and then they went and I forget it was season two or season three when they were. Uh, I think it was season. Really three. hit a stride. Yeah, and, and when they kind of gave Grant a reason to be there after the big reveal of season one that he was the. You know, he was a Hydra agent the whole time. And, you know, I, and I think it did a nice job of tying into movies, uh, you know, as best as it possibly could. But how, Laura, how jealous are you that, it's, that it is ending right when Disney Plus is starting? Um, I feel like I wasn't that upset with it because I think it's, it's run its narrative course. And mm -hmm. I would rather it go out being able to complete its storyline than them just kind of zombifying it and it not continuing a good story yeah how many seasons um, it has what, what it's like seven now dude it's like seven yeah they just they just completed the sixth and the seventh uh, and final season will air next summer okay good for them yeah what, what and are also we, uh, you gave out so early because robbie reyes on agents of shield is freaking phenomenal i couldn't i can't i am not a fan <laughs> 
I am not a fan of Joss Whedon. So okay, so there's, there's, there was there's a lot of Whedon. He hated Avengers. Him. He's he's crazy. No, no, no. I like. I'm just kidding. The fact that it was Joss Whedon, I very much enjoyed Avengers. I enjoyed it in spite of who made it. But for the most part, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I don't. I can't get into his. Somewhere, Pat Shand is punching he, the screen right now. I mean, we didn't. We didn't kind of operate on like a single template. You you kind of know what you're gonna get when you go and watch something. That that's kind of my point. It's like it never to him. Joss Whedon is excellent and, and amazing. <laughs> he may be amazing. He may be excellent. That's fine. I never said he wasn't. I yeah. just said I don't like him. <laughs> There's a lot of excellent people and like excellent artists that I'm not a fan of, but I, yeah. I'm not going to deny that their work isn't isn't impeccable. But I just you know I just, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't like quips, you know. I mean they're in, they're in. I don't like that in in the place of character development. Here's the funny thing I about don't like I don't like banter in the in place of dialogue. Das Whedon so, was the first to do that though. And, and, and I will actually okay, so? agree with you in this, Hassan, that he created a monster because now everyone does that. Everyone and I don't like it. And I mean, I, and I think a lot of other people do it better than he does. I think, he, was the origi- he was the originator of that. It doesn't matter. I, I, but, okay, like, like the first person to hit you in the foot with a hammer, is he a god? Or is he, you know, like it's, it's, it, you still don't like it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> is Yolner or is it Stormbreaker? It doesn't matter. If someone if if someone does something you don't like, it, who cares if they originated it or not? The bottom line is you don't like it. I I hear you. I hear you, Laura. What are they so like? You're, you're like I should praise him because he's the first person to come up with something that you hate. Like, no, no, no. Actually, I liked it when he first person to cook I a like, beat is I, not my hero. I liked when he did it, <laughs> um, but I don't like that it started a trend. It's like when I just I just Green I, Day was popular in '94, and then all oh of a sudden, God, like everyone analogy again. You're still hearing Green Day in every <laughs> new band. Yeah, um, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere because they 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 had that kind of an impact. I just think he's happened. one note. I think he. I don't think he. I don't think he. It's an overplayed like song. This. Yeah, it's the same stuff over and over again. I'm just it's, not a it's fan. It's Despacito, but in movie form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so there it is. And everybody, you know what? It's the same argument every time, right? Because everybody's like, what do you mean? You know, I was reading what's wrong with you? You know, it's like, well, I just don't like it. It's not, you know, I mean, I don't, I just don't think it's work. All right. All right. Well, Laura, it has been a pleasure to have you on. Can you tell everyone out there where they can reach you and find you online? Oh, you can find me online. That's what people do because we talk to strangers all the time. Um, <laughs> on yes, Instagram, how I'm do the strangers Lenny. find you? <laughs> tell us. Tell us. Doing exactly what my parents told me not to do. Um, <laughs> on uh, what was I saying? Oh, on Instagram, I'm Legend of Laura. Um, we also have an uh, GCE Instagram, but I've been locked out of the account, so we haven't been asking for it. There's a story um, behind that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was praising Angel season four, and <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're, out. you're done. <laughs> and um, on Twitter, I'm Laura Converses, and you can honestly just find all of our social media if you just Google the Geek Chic Lead. It's that easy. <laughs> all right. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, come back again soon, and we will do our joint interview. Sweet. All right. When we come back. Hassan and I go spinning the racks. There's a featurette that has a look back at the females in the Marvel Universe. You still didn't have to talk about it. You still didn't have to go over it. But then you you had to go and you had to go and and, and welcome to to the world that the rest of us live in. So you're sitting here being like, I don't know why we talked about it. I'm going to make fun of you and get on my righteous high horse and be like, if you didn't like it, you're not enlightened. Uh, Yeah, that's the purpose of the second chair, my friend. (laughs) Secrets of the Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank our guest, uh, Laura Cerrone, once again from the GCE podcast. Go check out twitter.com slash geekchicelite, facebook.com geekchicelite, uh, and Laura converses uh, on Twitter and at Legend of Laura on Instagram. All right, we do this every week, but we're doing it a little bit different. We go spinning the racks. Spin the racks, spin the racks. Yeah.
taking you inside the source material of your favorite films. This is the all-new Spinning the Racks. Jonathan Hickman responds to House of X plagiarism accusations. Marvel Comics' revival of the X-Men franchise under the direction of scribe Jonathan Hickman has earned many fans for its drastic changes to the popular squad of mutants. Last week's release of House of X number two introduced a major retcon to the character of Moira McTaggart. Okay, but unfortunately, and I'm not going to give away what she is or isn't in this retcon, the ramifications are being criticized as plagiarism. Uh, Hickman's previous comments in an interview for one of his other comic books, he spotlighted novelist Catherine Webb, and she has made it known that she's uncomfortable with aspects of her novel possibly being introduced into the House of X storyline. That being said, she's taking it all in stride. Meanwhile, Jonathan Hickman issued a statement in response to Webb's concerns, denouncing any claims of plagiarism. After all, similar stories have been used, uh, have used the exact same plot device he's using in House of X. Uh, here's what Hickman wrote. He said, this is unfortunate. The times this has happened to me, Pax Romana probably being the most prominent, it's impossible not to feel like someone's trying to steal your kid, so I sympathize with Miss North's reaction. Let me just say I absolutely have read Harry August, which is her book, and think it's wonderful, but I completely disagree with any idea that the narratives are similar. In regards to the resurrection reincarnation stories, I'd argue that in terms of style, story, and stakes, this is much more in line with Live, Die, Repeat than Harry August. The thing that it does absolutely have in common and where the comparison is both accurate and fair, is that it repeats a lifetime instead of just a short period of time. But even that's something Replay did 30 years ago. Hassan, Laura even said it herself. She brought up Joseph Campbell. There's really just not original ideas. I mean, in theory, a lot of stuff he mentioned actually plagiarizes my book, The Undone, which came out in 2014. So do I got grounds for a lawsuit here? Yeah, I say so. <laughs> that's, put us on the map. Put us on the map. Sue that's him, the him. best way to break into the comic book industry. Yeah, it's just sue, sue <laughs> all pre-existing uh, uh, super comic book superstars. Get yourself on a, um, uh, I mean, there is an actual story of someone who sued Todd McFarlane for Spawn, and he—I don't think he won. Of course, he didn't win. But I think he might have settled. Like, I think it actually got to a point where he even settled. Like, like, but it was because McFarlane was just tired of fighting this guy in court. I can't. It's just you know. This is what we were talking about the, the two segments ago about like yeah. originality and art. Not art. It's all sensationalism. It's all gimmickry. His excuse for it is that I didn't steal from you because I stole from all these other people. That's literally what he said. Like, <laughs> I mean, okay. You know, really I mean, stealing. I mean, it's, look, I don't, I don't really, I gotta admit, honestly, I don't really know any of the the, the titles that you just referenced. So I, I don't will. have a. Oh, you will, because next week, yeah, I know. Viewing House of X and Powers of X is gonna be fantastic. Anyway, I don't know, I don't know how to comment on it right now because you're just, you know, you're saying, you're saying, uh, you know, Manila and 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 Vanilla go together to make Magilla, you know, and I'm like, what? Who? In the what? You know, so. I understand what you're saying. Plagiarism is a thing. If the person... That's like... um, That's his fault, though. Because Cameron did the same thing. James Cameron did the same thing. Because they came along and they said, Hey, man, like the Terminator, man. That's a great idea. That was, that's, a, that's a good movie. Well done, James Cameron. Where'd you get that idea from? And he said, ah, I just stole a Harlan Ellison story. <laughs> and Harlan Ellison's like, Oh, really? Boop, 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 boop. Hello, <laughs> you owe me lots of money. And then he sued him. Listen, don't, don't, uh, don't endorse, don't plagiarize. Don't, don't admit your inspirations. Yeah, don't mention where you got these things from unless you are close enough with the author yeah. that, you, that you boosted it all from to be able to, to to you know to intimately be able to to mention them in a in a you know so so they don't come around and because honestly in all fairness what are they supposed to do what is an artist supposed to do some people art's not easy to come by right you come up with a, a great idea you write it down in a book you, you you do it in a tv show that's your idea right you put it out there it gets some kind of traction someone comes along and says yeah i stole the dolce's idea for the sire to do this you know mm -hmm. and that thing makes a billion dollars and you're like 
mm, I got to get a chunk of that money. You know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's the reality of it. So I, I'm always for the creator. I'm, I, I support, I always support the creator when the creator says that they're not happy with the way their work has been treated. There, there's a, there's an aspect to this though, too, of, and I love bringing to the conversation of social media. I love bringing to the conversation of the internet. You know, again, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, very difficult. Unless, I mean, unless you're pulling from something that just had major, major recognition to even argue the idea of plagiarism because, you know, some guy in like, you know, Boise, Idaho could have this idea and write it down, but then Todd McFarlane could come out with Spawn before you know, he has ever a chance to do anything with it, he or she, and there's no way the two of them could be connected in any way, shape, or form. Here, someone is saying, hey, did you notice that Jonathan Hickman praised this book, and now all of a sudden this X character, X-Men character, has but his I mean, powers. Would they, would they have noticed it if he didn't praise the book? Exactly. No, exactly. Exactly. And, and, but now there's just mass media and multimedia, and there's people trolling people's Twitter feeds and Facebook feeds and all this other stuff. Just yeah, looking for what we talked this. about earlier about marketing and looking about for this stuff. All right. Well, we are going to be diving deeper into this X-Men uh, reinvention, reinvention, not the mess of the plagiarism. We might, we're going to welcome Newsarama's Chris Arendt uh, back for his uh, recurring guest spot. He's going to dissect the reinvention of the X-Men in the comics and what it means for you in the MCU. See you all next week.